0: Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my
1: new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. Could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight.
0: We don't?
1: All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals 4 to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. All right, guys. Hang on one second. There we go. I'm a little off. Um. Oh, hey. That's a little weird in the font. Oh, I know why. I need to change the uh, layout. Okay. Or the. Um, I forgot. Cause I was gonna do. A sh- I was gonna do a stream of um, me editing videos. and I, was- I switched to the other other thing. So, I will fix that. I will fix that in a second. Um, Boy, that, that does that never changes huh for me, doesn't it? <laughs> One way or another my my uh, my mess ups somehow managed to get in. Anyways, welcome to Mission Star Podcast. The podcast where we talk about gaming news and apparently stuff that I forgot to do on this Twitch channel. Um so with me, as always, is the the man who uh, needs new no no introduction. Um He is not other than the,
0: Master Greg Dietz. That's a weird title, but uh, uh, briefly, uh, I found this really funny today. Uh, So I work at the school, the high school, as a lunch assistant, uh, the same high school I went to growing up, which is weird. But uh, as I was serving lunch today, I could hear some kids talking about a game. And one of the guys says, oh, it's just like Titanfall, but uh, without Titans. And I chimed in, I was like, and without wall running or double jumping. And they both looked at me like, "Why is the lunch guy talking to us?" (laughs) It was really fucking funny to me. So wow, that is apparently no matter how much I know and and talk about video games,
1: those teenagers don't know. I know, right? We're gonna be so old. (laughs) I think I think we already old at that point. At this point, well, not really, but. In due time. Old enough. Old enough, oh, old enough. It's exactly. Okay. And give me a second here. I'm just making sure that I'm on the right one. Okay. All right. We're
0: good. Well, you really have that. You really have that camera on me, like, or the the capture screen zoomed the fuck in, don't you? My bad. I just want to. I just want to see your beautiful pl- uh, face.
1: Um, nobody, nobody <laughs> wants that. <laughs> well, with that being said. Let's get right into the news, and we're actually gonna first start off with my first impressions of Anthem. Um, so, as I oh yeah, because the
0: uh, the open beta was this weekend.
1: Yep. So Anthem was this uh, past was this uh, this past weekend. It was on PC, Xbox uh, One, and uh, PS Four. Um, I took some time this past weekend to play it and to give my final thoughts. Because as I said last time, and I'm kind of go over here. Um, as I said last time, um, I was on the cups of whether to jump in or not with Titanfall, I mean Titan, uh, if with um, Anthem, <laughs> and um, I wasn't quite sure if I really liked the game or if there were things that rubbed me the wrong way, or I just was not, I needed to play the game in my hands physically in some capacity, and I did. Um, what I w- like to report back is... So I was able to play the raid, and I was able to play the missions. Um, I didn't have time to play the, the free roaming uh, part of the, the demo. So off the bat, one of the things I really enjoyed was the gameplay. I think the gameplay was fun, um, being able to fly around as like in your suit, kind of like an Iron Man-esque way. Able to kind of not only fly in the air but also able to run on the ground with jet boosters on, which um, was really fun. Felt really great. Uh, the guns, you know, take, I, I take it or leave it, honestly, like, it, it, in the back of my mind, I kept the, uh, comparing this to Destiny 2, just because it's very similar to one another. And the gun, yeah. I know, they're different games, to some degree, but they're also very similar at the same time.
0: I see why people make the connection, mm-hmm. but having played so much fucking Destiny, I don't necessarily agree with that statement, mm-hmm. because... The guns in Destiny are more like the idea of the guns in uh, Borderlands, whereas the guns in this game, I feel like, fall under the kind of shit you'd see in Diablo. Interesting.
1: Hmm. I would I would argue that the guns feel better in Destiny, only because, like, Bungie...
0: Well, is, yes, is, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah,
1: just because Bungie is known for their sci-fi and, like, gun feel is so good. He's going to back the Halo. So I, it wasn't a big turnaround to something I noticed when I was playing anthem. Um, aside from that, like I love the, the, the enemy um, types, the, the wide ranges of like what enemies you fought against. Um, it was pretty cool. like the, the, one of the things that I, I kind of came across when I was playing the mission mode was that uh, two things that popped out to me. One is like when there was a section of the mission mode where me and three other people were, Uh, Plowing through it, there was a puzzle to be how we all had to figure out. And the thing about that was, without any mics, I kind of was sitting there. I was like, "How do we? How do we figure this out? Like, how do we communicate to one another?" And it would just simply, it just kind of just muscled our way uh, the puzzle to work. It was basically just turning the the rotations on these like uh, big circle. uh, I won't say statues, but these big circle stones to match. Each color to some degree, so that you would unlock the the room or to the next
0: area you would to, to go in, and you know. Wait, or go ahead. So, so let me ask you this: mm-hmm. so, did you guys figure out exactly how to do the puzzle, or did you guys just kind of keep switching them in different locations and just stumble upon getting it correct? It was. I think it was a combination of both because, I, I, one part, I feel like we
1: kind of like figured out like, oh, if we match this color to this other color, it will actually unlock something so let's try to do it on the other ones and it was kind of a combination of that but also a combination of the guessing work, a lot of guesswork so
0: so I, I a lot of people that I talked to about this Anthony mm-hmm. by the way I love that your b-roll is arguably the worst part of the beta
1: um, <laughs> don't worry it'll get into the main
0: part <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> um, a lot of the time I didn't realize that was a puzzle because when I played it the first time the other guys like I guess had already played it or something to that effect and like it was just solved like, as I walked into the room, it was like, mission complete. I was like, oh, shit, okay. Um, but uh, what's fascinating to me is that so many people didn't listen to the dialogue. Because the dialogue tells you how to solve the puzzle. Hmm. The, one of the characters should have says, like, um, look around the room uh, near the thing to find something that's similar. And what you're supposed to do is find a small light that's the same color that uh, you're supposed to switch it to. Okay, interesting. I guess, yeah. I, guess so, I, wasn't, I guess
1: I guess no paying attention uh, to the dialogue. Oh, everyone, everybody <laughs> wasn't. paying That's not just me, man. Yeah, like,
0: straight up, everybody wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. But, um, because like I even didn't pay attention the first time I did it. Like I was like, I'm not gonna listen to the dialogue because it's the beta. Like, why am I gonna pay that close attention? So yeah, I get it, but. Um, I want people to understand like that puzzle wasn't just rando. like you're gonna be able to solve it properly with the dialogue when the full game comes out. okay good good the other thing that that
1: popped out to me during the anthem demo um, was the mission mode the story actually was told like I was I didn't even crap about the character at, at first glance when I was going through it but then like after like after a while after going through the missions to the very end I actually it was I actually enjoyed it it was it was a good s- small snippet of what potentially would be more of the story in the game um, it actually was uh, it was fun it's actually it was pretty cool to see um uh, want to say uh, I want to say marcus but that's not his name matthias like yeah. how like you brought essentially you you brought the this uh, this thing uh, at first to hoping to upgrade your, your gear. Uh, but he he bangs it and like it split him in three and now you have to find a way to put him back together somehow um or at the very end spoilers um you don't um (laughs) so like you know he becomes just a three person but he, he he keeps living and that's that was cool that was awesome like i actually enjoyed the story for what they were telling him for that short snippet so that was if we get more of that into anthem with combined with what i played already with the gameplay like i i'm 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 kind of in, but then the other question I have for for this game, or essentially for, um, one of the things that I kind of follow off, uh, Destiny kind of hard, but especially with the first one, was like the the content wasn't there when it was launched. And okay, I I know you're laughing at what did what happened. Yes, okay, yeah, I did I did hit a wall and then somebody revived me.
0: It was the uh, it was the mines that are in the fucking tunnel that killed you. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my ledge That was funny to watch. Um.
1: But but one of the things I was I was trying to figure out is like, is Anthem, Anthem gonna keep up with content? Is it gonna keep this world alive enough where it's not gonna be Destiny, where I have to wait until the next DLC to play to pick up the game again? Kind of like as an MMO. You
0: know I. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think that's my biggest concern is will I have enough content to keep me playing for, like, at least a fucking month,
1: Yeah. You know? And um, did, you, did you see what they tweeted out? Was it today or yesterday about that, actually? About the the roadmap for Anthem?
0: Uh, I did I did see that they put out a thing for a roadmap, but I didn't see it. So they put out
1: a, a essentially what they plan to do for the next coming months, and right off the bat, like, they're already having this planned event for... Um, uh for March, essentially right after uh right after Anthem comes out, uh they have this uh this this plan of like what content is gonna be coming to the game and that's exactly what that was my answer that I was looking for. So it looks like they're definitely gonna keep this uh, thing alive. Is it free? Uh that I they have not disclosed
0: disclosed that. If it's free or not. Okay. So I, That'll be I'll be interested yeah. because I know I know the game will have uh microtransactions for cosmetic stuff mm-hmm. um and cosmetic only like because they like the director has said that like cosmetic only guys don't worry about it yeah um so i'm wondering if because they have micro uh, micro cosmetic microtransactions they'll just be like yeah you know uh free dlc <laughs> yeah Good I,
1: the one thing i am still i am still gonna hold off on buying it only because I want to see how it fares in the wild, like, for the f- first week or two, like, are the servers going to crash because of
0: so some, many some people playing it, um, is... Well, I, I'll say this, I'll say this much, Anthony, mm-hmm. from having played the VIP demo to playing this, it was night and day different with servers. Yeah, I mean, I, I had no issues. Night and day yeah. different. speaking
1: of which, I had no issues playing this. This is on PC, so I had no issues with it connected to other people and playing online. There was a few hiccups here and there, like frame rate rise, but like it wasn't anything that bad.
0: Um, well, I think you know, again, and I stated this. I stated this earlier, but this is a, um, this this demo slash beta, whatever you want to call true. it. That's true. It
1: is a six month old uh, version of itself. So, right, right. so, take it with a grain of salt. But overall thoughts on, on this demo and Anthem, like, I am i am 80 to 90% in. I'm just, I'm still waiting for the game release. I'm still waiting just to see what the final
0: game will be,
1: the network, I'm a, network that I'm,
0: stuff. I'm 100% in. I want to make my Storm class all the way to 50 and make it fucking super powerful. Oh, I'm, I'm excited, man. I, I've already bought it. <laughs> EA yeah, already got your money already. Ah <laughs> Bioware! Oh, sorry. I everyone do that. <laughs> Stop. And this, this goes back to that whole thing with fucking uh, Ninja Turtles. Like, that fucking movie was not made by Michael Bay. Stop giving him
1: credit. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is my thoughts on Anthem. So, moving on to our next topic of hand, as soon as I swap out for the next video here. Boop, boop. And then also gotta make sure what the hell this is I'm talking about because I'm very small. Okay, gotcha. All right. So uh, this is an update to last week. Um, some things have definitely came out regarding Metro Exodus and the uh, what controversy ensued regarding that. So uh, basically, um, some of the, one of the developers went out on Open critic or one of the um, uh, forums out there, basically saying that because of what's been happening with uh, Metro Exodus being ported to Epic and why it's getting so much hate because of it, which I think is kind of dumb, um, he basically said to, on the forum, you know, if you guys do not like what's happening, then we're just going to not make a PC port for the next game, essentially. We're not going to make it, uh, we're just going to focus on console because of you guys being assholes. Paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. Um, that caught a lot of a lot of attention and people, uh, and the, the, the companies. The company came out. Um, here's a, here's a tweet from them uh, on tweet longer, uh, at Metro Video Game uh, tweeted out the recent decision to move Metro Exodus from Steam to the Epic Store was made by uh, Couch Media uh, and Deep Silver alone. The recent comments made by a member of the 4A Games development team do not reflect the Deep Silver's or 4A Games' view on the future of the franchise. They do reflect the hurt and disappointment of a passionate individual who has seen what was previously nothing but a positive goodwill towards his work turn to controversy due to a business decision he had no control over. We respectfully ask that any and all valid feedback over this decision is directed at College Media and Deep Silver and not the dev- developers at 4A Games. The future release strategy of the Metro series lies within cultural media and Deep Silver. Our decision to partner with Epic Games was based on the goal of investing in the future of the series and, and our development partner at 4A Games. We have every intention to continue the franchise and the PC version will always be at the heart of our plans." That was the official Twitter uh, from Metro, uh, Metro Exodus uh, that tweeted out. Um on top of the fact that apparently this was a move done by uh, uh, by uh, a sub a, 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 a sub company underneath THQ Nordic. Apparently, there was two THQ Nordic companies that were uh, dealing with this and people com- got confused and people were kind of mm-hmm. b- throwing their anger at one company over the other. Overall. Yeah, it, as I've
0: stated before, people are kind of idiots and don't pay attention to details.
1: Well, I mean, even THQ Nordica said, like, you know, uh, we need to change our name for for our other company below us because it's confusing people, and they've even
0: said that. So um but regardless Does it doesn't excuse people being idiots. Absolutely. In all fronts. And I wasn't talking about people being idiots in regards to getting confused. I was talking about like the way that they're throwing the anger around.
1: Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. And and this is definitely something where, uh, as stated in that, in that tweet, like you know, this one develop one one person from the development team, is out there being very angry about about this game being hated because of a um, a, a a chosen or a a uh, decision that was made by the higher ups and wasn't particularly because of because of the the, the devs or the uh, the game company, it was it was chosen by THQ Nordic uh, higher up, um, and that sucks. That, that, that truly sucks to see to see, to see a game that is, uh, uh, that was uh, took a long time to to work on and and then to eventually come out, but then announced that was coming to another platform exclusively for a year, that I was getting all this hate, um, that was not under his control or nor the, the game.
0: Again, we talked about this. I don't understand why that is such a big deal to these PC gamers. It isn't. It like, isn't. Like like to to me and you. Well, I mean, like, it, it's. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to you and I, who are thinking logically, it's not a big deal in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But to these people, like, I guess
1: brand loyalty means everything. I guess so, yeah. It's weird because, like, as, as I stated last week and, you know, kind of we were talking about it, like, it is not the big, a veal, big a deal to download another installer to, to get the game. Um, and even if you bought the pre-ordered game uh, on Steam, Humble Bundle, what have you, they're still going to be honored either way. So yeah. it's that part. I'm still I'm still trying to figure out why the hate. I mean, it, I'll, I'll go as far as it's a weird move to do it like two weeks prior from going one platform to another before the game's release. Um, but I wouldn't say that like, the outrage is it's just sure, I,
0: mean, I mean, that's yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, sure. I understand that, like, the hell situation Mm -hmm. like like you know why why do that at the last minute sort of thing I totally get that Um, don't understand the hate don't understand the problem I mean if you really want to play the game you should be all about playing the game and not caring where it's at Mm -hmm. like yeah I don't have a PlayStation 4 so I can't play God of War Spider-Man I'd love to but I can't yeah you don't hear me fucking getting angry about it
1: and the thing about that too is like, as we stated last week, and that's something I brought up is like, um, on consoles because they're exclusives, like there are going to be some games where I cannot play. I have a PS4, um, I cannot play games on a Switch because I don't have a Switch, and I have to get a Switch to play that. Vice versa, uh, Greg, you do have you've an Xbox and a Switch, we don't have a PS4, so you can't play the games that are exclusive in the PS4. And on PC, that's a whole different, whole different thing. No, sorry, sorry. I kind of burned to the mic. Uh,
0: well, that's my, that's exactly my point, Anthony. Is that if if a PlayStation Four was free, I'd be playing fucking Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's not free. I have to pay for that. You don't have to pay for Epic. <laughs> yep,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, I think I think the, uh, as this story develops, as far as like how this will go on, I think that what happens next is. Um, that the game will sell well regardless where it's at. I think that Epic's going to look at this and say that when the game sales goes, goes out, when the game is on their platform, and they'll say, like, oh, it was a, it was a great success, you know, it was the right decision to bring over. Uh, the guys uh, who made this series into our platform are very, very excited and very uh, happy for the future. Um, and at the same time, Epic's going to, or um, the guys at Metro Exodus is going to say the same thing. Um, i'm kind of wondering what they'll say after a year once it comes back to steam are they going to say how are they going to spin it? Is my question because it's only a year exclusive so like also i should mention um because of this move i wonder if they kind of burned the bridge with steam because valve was kind of was out there saying they didn't they did not like this decision either Regardless of you know, for this user or consumer to, to get it, you know, it doesn't matter to us because we can get it easily. But to them, like it they felt like it was like a like there was stab I mean, in the back. I,
0: I get I get I get your curiosity on that, but I also have to throw out there who who cares? Like from a consumer standpoint, this is this is a non issue to me. This is a uh Okay, so I gotta download Epic. Alright, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, that's that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I would understandable the justified rage if, let's say, for example, uh, Kingdom Hearts three slated to come out on Xbox One, PC, and PS4. A month before or two months before the game releases, it's only a PS4 exclusive. Then yeah, I kind of understand the anger. I still wouldn't get that mad or <laughs> whatever. Right, um, right, right. That, that's just me. But that, to me, is more understandable than this by a long shot. This makes absolutely no sense to me. From a consumer standpoint, no sense. Yeah. Like, are you mad because you don't get the Steam achievements?
1: Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Like, this is one of those cases where, like, I'm also puzzled as far as, like, why people are mad because of platform switching and is it maybe just because they feel like they want everything in one place and not have multiple platforms to download their
0: games that's the only thing I, I can think of I just do the puzzle the shit out of me I mean yeah yeah. there's there's a lot of in and outs that we can discuss about like why did this decision made what are the repercussions what are the ramifications yada 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 and, and that's great like that's great conversation and great discussion but I always think from the consumer standpoint I really do and from a consumer standpoint, I don't see the problem.
1: Yeah, same here. I just don't. Same I just here. don't see the
0: problem. Business
1: side, I'll, the business side of it, I think it's gonna be interesting to see what what's gonna happen in the future between these companies, and especially with Metro in the future. Are they gonna stay with Epic in the future after that year exclusive is over? Is Steam gonna make some new policy now that if you advertise on Steam, you have to stay on Steam um, for your future games? So something like this happening, I feel like will make some change, especially for Valve and that how they're gonna deal with future publishers or future game companies, and how they deal with deals. So that's definitely yeah. where, that's definitely gonna be happening. I can, I can, I can, I can assure you that. Cause boy,
0: yeah, yeah, it's it, it's. I mean. It sucks that... It really fucking sucks that these... That this company had to go to the extent of putting out, like, a thing that was like... Yeah. everyone, fucking chill out, but... That's our... That's the world we live in today. Absolutely.
1: Alright. Moving on to our next topic at hand, which I woke up that morning... Hang on, as I tweet this out. Uh, I woke up that morning when this news broke out. I was... Flabbergasted. I'd I'd say I was shocked. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and I was trying to figure out like what the hell this is all about. So, this is reported off of uh, TheVerge.com, dot written by Tom Warren. Microsoft preparing to bring Xbox Live to iOS, Android, and Nintendo Switch. Also, we're dropping frames. Uh, we'll we'll continue. Uh, ah, hang on. No, hang on. Yeah, it's all on your end, bud. Yeah, yeah, we're back. No, no. Okay, fuck. Got to restart. <laughs> seconds. okay. Internet is being a little funky tonight. I don't know why that's the case. So, um, let's let's restart, because uh, like we're about to get into into it too. Um, okay. So, all right. So going back into it, uh, this news popped up this more not this morning, but at that morning, uh, I woke up and it was news that I was pretty uh just astonished by. Um, so, this is a report off of the Verge.com. Uh, Microsoft preparing to bring Xbox Live to iOS, Android, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's written by Tom Warren. Um, Shut up, Blair. I mean, like Josh. Shit. <laughs> uh, Microsoft is getting ready to release an important software development kit uh, that, allow, that will allow game developers to integrate Xbox Live into any titles and run across PC, Xbox, iOS, uh, Android, and Nintendo Switch. Spotted by Windows Central at GDC sessions reveal that Microsoft will announce uh, its cross-platform pl- uh, uh, push for Xbox Live month uh, next month. Uh, same iOS and Android games already have Xbox Live achievements, uh, but they only enabled in titles from Microsoft Studios, and that's not only mainly or many of them available right now. Microsoft describes. This new push as a much bigger Xbox Live is expanding from 400 million gaming devices and reach to over 68 million active players to over 2 billion devices and uh, with the release of our new cross-platform XDK, Xbox Live cross-platform play will allow developers to integrate in friends lists, multiplayer functionality and achievements into existing mobile games. Is an important part of Microsoft's new gaming mission to reach outside of its traditional PC and Xbox markets and bring software uh, services and games to players on rival platforms. Microsoft is also working on xCloud games streaming servers that will stream Xbox games to PC consoles and mobile devices later this year. Holy shit. So when I first saw this news regarding Microsoft putting Xbox Live on the Switch, Android and iOS. Android and I- iOS? Sure. I can see that just fine. Nothing, not, nothing surprising there. On the Switch, that only strengthened the bond between Microsoft and Nintendo as of late. Um, yep. Having the cross-platform uh, enabled for uh, some of the games. But now, even going over more so regarding now having this SD, uh, SDK uh, kit for potential world cross-platform happening between the two consoles uh, and mobile devices for Xbox Live. Um it's kind of nuts it's kind of nuts that, that one console future is seemingly to be more real and real as time goes on um
0: yeah what, yeah. what, do, you, what, what do you think greg i'm i'm down with i like i think it's awesome i think uh this is exactly what i want i don't think we're getting nintendo titles on xbox or xbox titles on nintendo only that's happening actually take that back we might get xbox titles on on the switch the door is open man the door is open yeah but i think i don't think there'll be xbox titles they'll just be like microsoft studio titles like there's a good chance that crackdown 3 will come to the switch that's the kind of shit i'm talking about yeah so yeah um i doubt it i really do just because of technical limitations but um yeah it's it was nuts i think that uh I think that at this moment, it was lucky news for me considering those are the two systems I have. Right, right. Um, I was kind of like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I have both of those. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I was not expecting that news like at all. I, I was completely taken aback. By the way, the footage that you've chosen is vomit inducing. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um yeah i mean like it's just it's really cool to see companies go to this extent and understand that gaming is about the games not the console that the games are on mm-hmm. and i think playstation is still behind the curve on that surprisingly enough
1: yeah they are they're the ones left in the cold they, they... It took them a very long time to say, "Okay, we'll do cross-platform with Fortnite and then Rocket League. Um, And then like the Power Rangers game, I think it was. There's other companies who are coming out who want to do cross-platform, cross-play. Yeah. And it seems like Sony is the one who does not want to do it. But this is going to be the new thing for this next generation um, is that a lot of these games are going going to be asking, a lot of these companies are going to be asking for cross-platform. And they're coming out more and more day by day. So Sony eventually will have to play nice and have to let this happen. They don't have to essentially, but like it's seeming like everybody else is doing it except for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Switch just sold out, outsold the play, the, the Xbox and PlayStation. How
1: much? Uh, uh, it's like 17 million they made, or no? was it? 17 million? I'm trying to think. There was some number that was thrown out there. How how much? Well,
0: yeah, I was gonna say they didn't they didn't outsell the consoles in the year of two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. They uh, outsold, I think, in December. Oh, so uh, right. Season. Well, that makes sense because of uh, Smash, a uh, good. Sure. Just... Well, whatever. I mean, yeah. the point is, is that um, the for the first time in a long time, the uh, the Switch is selling, or I'm sorry, a Nintendo console is selling really well, like. Yeah, people argue. Oh, the Wii sold really well. I was like, yeah, in its first year. The Switch has been around for almost two years now, and it's selling, like, it's keeping up with the other consoles. So, you know, for Microsoft to go to the extent of like, look, we're gonna make money off of games. That's how that's how this is gonna work. We're gonna make money off of what people want. Yeah, and they don't they don't want. That, you know, people are are essentially getting tired of this exclusive club that you have to join in order to play certain games.
1: Yeah, yeah, exclusives are exclusives are still a thing, but they're not as many as they used to be. Most of the games that you see on consoles are multi-platform for the most part. Um, there are definitely still exclusives out there, but it's not again not as many. And I feel like that that's going to be a thing that will change in the future, especially if we go in this route. So then we'll have games that. You get to play versus other people on other platforms and other game consoles that you wouldn't have able to before, yeah. and that's a, that's a good thing. It's a good thing for the game industry. That's a good thing for gamers, uh, game companies, what have you. Um, the only downside is, is, you know, for the for the for the big wigs, for the companies like Sony, Microsoft, and um, Nintendo, uh, they'll be giving up giving up sales or not. Maybe this actually increased sales, so it's overall like this is definitely becoming more of a thing and this is definitely going in that direction um sony eventually will have to play nice as i said before if they don't then they're the one, they'll, they'll be the odd one looking at, uh, looking in
0: so i mean they still have their they still have their loyal fan base the ones that sit there and say that sony's better than playstation or xbox like i i, I there are people out there that just refuse to try other systems I, I would argue yes, but... it's so bizarre to me.
1: Yeah, um, and Sony did come out and say, you know, that especially in the Fortnite situation, where like, you know, people can play on our platform, and we had the best people or player base to play Fortnite on the, the Sony PS4, and then later on... That's changed. presidential
0: speak, if you ask me.
1: I know, I know, but it then eventually, <laughs> eventually came around and eventually made that change, and then, like, look what happened. Now they're allowing it, now they're having this beta... Uh, Rocket League is one of the other games that uh, happening as well with the cross-platform, with PS4 and Xbox and, and uh, Nintendo. So, Sony, whether or not, I believe they, get, they have to do it because, again, if they don't do it, then they're going to be the ones kind of left in the cold while everybody else plays nice with uh,
0: one another, which may be boosting their sales. Uh, I, well, I don't think... I definitely don't think this will lead to the one console future. I think this will lead to like Xbox saying we have the home console with the highest processing power so there's certain games you can only play on Xbox but we have a bunch of these indie games or other games that you can play with Switch players so if you have a friend who has a Switch you can play with them with these games yeah i think that i think that at E3 Reggie's going to come out and be like here's a list of games that will be ex- like that'll be able to be played on both the Switch and the Xbox one and PC It'll just be a list of fucking games. But what I'm, there's
1: gonna be. So I was gonna say, what I'm really curious about is how is Xbox Live gonna be integrated into the Switch, into how that would look like.
0: Are people? Yeah, I don't, that's yeah, that's crazy. Because I mean, is Switch still gonna use the online service? Are you know Microsoft and Switch gonna combine their online services into one thing? Like I don't understand how that's gonna work.
1: But... Yeah, cause like. It'd be so weird if somebody was like booted up the Switch and then instead of going into the Nintendo Shop or Nintendo Online, they just boot up the Xbox Live uh, app and you could just play games with the Xbox Live, whatever games that may be. Um, what if
0: it's just as simple as like, if I'm playing a game on my Switch, you see it, you see me playing that game on like, if you log on an Xbox One, you're like, oh, Gerg's on his Switch playing Mario Odyssey.
1: It, it could possibly just be that. It could possibly just be that and nothing else. Um, this this panel will be happening at GDC and more details of that will happen i want to say in march actually GDC i want to say is in march or in a no it's in march to march yeah. so um, we'll have more details about that regarding that in the next two months from now so we'll see but i'm i'm excited i'm very very excited to see what happens from there from here
0: it's it's extremely fascinating and i'm and i'm excited that i have both consoles
1: <laughs> yep 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 Sorry. i need to get a Switch actually. <laughs> Just saying. Um, All right. So moving on to our next topic at hand. Um, So this next topic we're talking about. uh, So last week, Greg, you were Disney. or I told you you were Disney five times in a row. Um, (laughs) But today, the Ver... uh, Sorry, the Verge. Reality.com, written by uh, Brian Crescente. Disney says it's never been good at video games remains happy with EA's work. The Walt Disney Company had a good rela- a good relationship with electronic arts and has no interest in returning to video games, something with which it was never able to demonstrate much skill, CEO Bob Eager said in an earnings call Tuesday. Quote We're good at making movies, television shows, and theme parks, and cruise ships, and the like we just never imagined to demonstrate much skill on the publishing side of games, Igor said in response to a question about Disney's potential future and involvement in the video game development. The Walt Disney Company has been shedding its video game development and publishing interest almost as long as it has been in the business of making interactive entertainment. Over the course of decades, over the course of decades, weird typo, uh, Disney has created and purchased studios and publishers, only to later shut down, uh, later uh, to later d- uh, them shut down. In 2016, Disney discontinued the highly regarded Disney Infinity franchise, uh, closed down the developer, ending in all self-publishing efforts. The effort continued in 2018 with closing the closing of Club Penguin Island and the sale of Emojis Blitz. While Disney, part of EA in 2013, gaining the, uh, gaining the granting the developer exclusive video game rights to Star Wars franchise, this decision was thrown into question recently with EA's handling of a number of Star Wars games. Star Wars: Battlefront 2 came under fire for its use of questionable microtransactions and loot boxes, and EA recently announced it killed off one of its games, uh, to, uh, turning it into one smaller project. So uh, Disney is fine. Disney is okay with uh, what EA with how they're doing the business with Star Wars games. Um, mm-hmm. Either they're Interesting. either they're happy with it or they don't know what's going on. Ironically, I will tr- I will throw in during that earnings call. Um, EA was also having that at the same time as Disney was. Um, you know, just kind of throwing it out there as far as like that weird situation for both companies. So, it's weird for them to say that, and also say, like, they had never had a good history with Star Wars games, and I would argue, like, there is a good handful of Star Wars games that are actually really good. Be- bear in mind, there's a lot of crappy Star Wars games, too, if you look back at the
0: history of Star Wars games. Oh, sure. Yeah. I argue that all the time, but, like, like you, you complain about Battlefront 2, like, people complain about this game being shit, but it's not bad. Like, there are aspects of it that I don't like either, like, I really don't like the card but the card system. But, A, they've also changed that entirely. Like, that's not the same as it was day one. Also, um, uh, it plays very fucking well. Um, Now, that being said, we know that EA kind of treats the Star Wars franchise poorly. We've seen it multiple times. I don't know why I'm staring at my microphone, not my camera. Uh, (laughs) We know that they have a tendency to shut projects down before they can even get off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and it fucking sucks, because I'm sure that these Star Wars stories have been fantastic. And and I'd love to play them, but, again, I, I don't get the chance to, because the EA is like, well, it's costing too much because it's taking too much time, or what the fuck ever they're thinking. Yeah. Um. I mean, I imagine that Disney's happy with with what's going on because either yeah, either EA is telling them what they want to hear or Disney's just seeing people playing the game or Disney's just seeing like the the end product and they're just moving on. Yeah. I I don't know like is Bob Iger actually looking at the reception of the games? Like um, is he, is he looking at the information? Like there's so many questions into. Until... Uh, absolutely,
1: absolutely, and I can I can read a bit more here. Another quote from him: "Um, we're obviously mindful of the size of that business," Eeyore said. Uh, over the years, as you know, we tried our hand at self-publishing. We brought, we bought companies, we've sold companies, we bought developers, we closed developers. And we found over the years that we haven't made, been particularly good at self-publishing side, but we've been uh, great at the licensing side, which obviously doesn't require that much allocation of capital. Since we're allocating capital in our on other directions, we just decided that the best place for us to be. In this, in that space of li- in licensing and not publishing, we had a good relationship with some of those we're licensing to, notably EA in the relationship on the Star Wars properties, and we're probably going to stay on that side of the business and put our capital elsewhere. So it's it, it, so it's weird. It it sounds to me like they care about the almighty dollar. Like I feel if they. Do not, because I thought that because of what happened with Battlefront Two with the loot box controversy, you know, whether on one side or the other, the fact that it got global attention through the government of uh, not only the U.S. but the uh, U.K., Belgium, Australia, to uh, legislate loot box and what have you, given us all this bad publicity for the game. I would figure at some point, like Disney or somebody was looking at the situation and, like, you know, will say, like, you know, what the hell's going on over at EA? <sighs> actually, there was a phone call. Actually, thinking about it, from Disney to EA regarding that. So I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> why? Yeah, that's so weird. Why? I that is so weird. I guess to, do they just care about the bottom line? Do they not care about what the image of what EA is doing with the Star Wars brand? I guess. I, I... <laughs> yeah, this is this is weird. This is so weird. I guess. I think you might be right, Greg. I think they, I think that they're just hearing what they want to hear from EA. I think that EA is telling them what they want to hear. I think that maybe that.
0: There's a lot yeah. of times I think Disney not give a shit as long as like there's money being made and yeah. we know that there's money being made. So
1: yeah, it's weird. It, it it could be a combination of a lot of things, but it tells me the well, Disney's out there saying like, "Hey, we're fine with EA." So, um, the thought of EA losing their licenses or their contract with Disney that seems to not be happening after this interview or after the talks. It may change in the next couple of years. Who who the hell might know? But from from here, from right now on the it's on the sixth of the February twenty nineteen. Disney is fine with EA with the work they've done thus far with Star Wars. Uh, bad uh, bad news, be damned. So, we're going to get more future Star Wars games, probably probably from EA or oh, other yeah, companies. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Speaking of which... Did...
0: I guess there has to be a bigger shift.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there has to be. Um, speaking of which, one of the Star Wars games that is coming out, or is said to come out this year, is in the, the one the, by Respawn. Uh, they're making, um, what was it called? It was something Fall of Order. Jedi, something Fall of Order. Uh, no, I, don't. I don't remember. <laughs> the name escapes me. Um, but that game is supposed to be coming out this year, the end of the, end of the year of this year. Um, and we haven't even seen anything about that. So, Jedi Fall of Order. Thank you, Fryman. So, that's yeah, supposed to be coming out this year. And what we'll to wait and see. Um, you know, Respawn, who just recently put out Apex this past week. Uh, which is a pretty good game um, from people who, who played it, and from Greg, Greg and I talking about it in the pre-game show. Um, it the, they have the chops to do it. It I would love to see what that game is, and if anybody can do it, I can. I believe in respawn. They can. They can absolutely do it to make a good, a good Star Wars game. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, point in into the story is that Disney is happy with EA. Uh, take it whatever you will. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's weird news to hear, man. Yeah. It's weird news to hear. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um... Oh, shit, I forgot to put that story in here. Fuck. Oh, well. I knew I forgot something. Anyways. Actually, I'll take, I'll take this time anyways. these 50, 57, uh... 53 seconds to point it out. Um... Hang on. Boom, boom. Okay, so I'm just gonna quickly just say that, uh... Machinima is shutting down, or it has shut down and laid off its staffers. Um, I forgot to put this in, in here real quick, but I'll just, very quickly, uh, this is by uh, Patrick Hypes off of, uh what's it, what was it uh, DeadlineHollywood.com. Machinima, which rose to prominence in influential and lucrative multi-channel networking, catering to the gaming culture, has laid off 81 employees and ceased operations. The company, which was acquired by Warner Brothers in 2016 at the beginning of the 2019, was folded into Warner Media's uh, Otter Media uh, confirmed by uh, the moves Friday, so I could I, I read the whole thing, I and mean, we get that, much, that much, not that much time. So, but yeah, just some throw out there. The Machinima is dead.
0: So, uh, well, yeah, that sucks. It really does because I know a lot of people enjoy working there, but also at the same time. Yeah, the writing was on the wall on that
1: one absolutely and you know to, you know to, to be uh frank or to uh, to be uh transparent we, we we were part of machinima for a little bit um but like left afterwards for after a while uh where we made more money on YouTube at the time um but uh, you know they they weren't having our content on machinima's YouTube channel like all of our content was on, on ours. we're just an affiliate with them and they get and they paid us money for how many views we had on each video. we just had to put like machinima stuff on our stuff. Uh, When we upload the video so full disclosure we did work with them, but it wasn't anything nothing more than paying us for video content that we hosted on our, our YouTube channel, so All right, so with that being said Greg, do you know what time it is?
0: It's time for me to tell the internet why they're wrong.
1: Absolutely. Give me one second here as I switch over to the topic boom and ladies
0: and gentlemen, this is why you're wrong with great deeds. Okay, so as I'm sure a lot of you know, um, boy, I am just in the camera. Uh, <laughs> I'll zoom you out. I'll fix it. Don't worry. <laughs> as a lot of you know, uh, uh, Apex Legends came out on Monday to a like a, a, it was a stealthy surprise reveal and download and all that kind of stuff. And that's awesome. Congratulations to everyone at Respawn for that awesome, awesome little little treat. Now, you may be asking, how would Greg be talking about a "Why You're Wrong" segment with this? Well, I've talked about how yelling at EA doesn't do anything. That you're you're, you're basically fucking over developers when you get, when you when you want to punish a publisher. I've talked about preference when it comes to different types of games. So, what could I possibly be telling you about why you're wrong? Well. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong about why hating Battle Royale, or any genre for that matter, is kind of dumb. When you look at different genres of games, you look at shooters, you look at party games, you look at puzzle games, you look at farm simulators. You, as an individual, are never going to know what you will enjoy. You're never going to know. So by limiting yourself, because you see the type of genre it is, you're hurting only you. You're straight up hurting only you. Especially when the game is free to play. You are losing nothing by trying Apex Legends. But you chose not to, because you said, oh, it's another Battle Royale. What are you, some posh asshole? Stop it. You're no different than anybody else playing video games. You, you you are only limiting yourself. I'll give you an example of something that I did in the past. When Activision kind of fucked over the guys who work at Respawn now, uh, when they were Infinity Ward, um, I refused to play any game published by Activision. Refused. Black Ops comes out, arguably one of the best Call of Duties to ever be released. I refused to play it until everyone said it's really good. And I went, I guess I'll check it out. Loved it. One of the most played Call of Duties in my life. Played it every fucking night with my friends. Adored it. That's when it dawned on me that by fucking over a publisher... Because you don't want to play the game that they published. You're actually fucking over the developers. I was telling Treyarch that their game wasn't good because I hated the people that they were working for. That's not fair to Treyarch. That's not fair to myself. Had I not played that game, had I not checked it out, who would have who would have known? I would I wouldn't have had fun during that time. I wouldn't have those great memories. that's my point. When you limit yourself because of a genre, you never know what you're going to enjoy. Now, I'm not saying you have to play Apex Legends or you have to play a Battle Royale. If you looked at it, you watched a Twitch stream, and you went, nah, fine, whatever. But when you go to the extent of saying on Twitter or any other social media account, it's just another battle royale. Ugh. It's just like Fortnite, but different. What the hell is that? That's not an opinion. That's just you being a little bit of a douche. Don't be a douche. Like, I don't, I, I like, I get having an opinion. What I'm doing right now. But come on. Like, Stop telling other people that what they're enjoying is stupid because you find it to be boring. Or just check it out for yourself. If you play a couple matches of Apex Legends and you go, I don't really like it, great. (laughs) Great. But if another shooter comes out that's like Call of Duty or like Halo and you go, or like Anthem comes out and you go, I'm not playing it because it's basically like Destiny. What the hell? <laughs> Stop doing that. If another game comes out and it has a list of heroes that you play and you kind of counter each other and you go, I'm not playing it because it's just like Overwatch. The hell is that? Stop that. Don't not play a game because it's like another game or like another genre. Don't limit yourself and the potential fun you could have because it's a genre you may not like. When you do that, that's why you're wrong.
1: Hang on, you didn't hear downstream. Um, I like how I like how they put it in chat. <laughs> Is that everything is Half-Life, Team Fortress, and Counter-Strike? <laughs> Valve founded the game industry. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, very well said. Um, I was like, uh, I told you earlier my counter argument for that, was basically uh, was basically because people are, I guess, are tired of the BR games, just because like they're kind of like the new zombies, and so we see them everywhere. But at the same time, with this game Baypex, it's free. You have to pay no money for it. You can literally play the game right now and you're have not, your you're thoughts. Losing,
0: so yeah, I was like, you're losing nothing but time by trying it out. Absolutely, and if you don't like it, and, it's, it's, and in my opinion, it's not a waste of time to try something.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and, and yeah, Greg is right. Like, diverse, diverse, shirt your taste in in not only in the game industry, you know, everything else wise. Um, so. That's going to do it for this podcast. Sorry for the technical difficulties for tonight. I'm not sure why that happened, but it happened. But we um, got through it. We made it through somehow. Uh, Before we go, Greg, where can he find you on the internet?
0: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at ChubRockGeek. You can follow my Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv slash Uh, Pretty much anywhere you search ChubRockGeek, you'll probably find me. Uh, that's C-H-U-B. Yeah, C-H-U-B-R-O-C-K-G-E-E-K. Um, I also do a podcast with my buddy Josh, or Sabiner, as he is in the chat, uh, called All Cute Up, where we watch two shows in their entirety on a streaming platform, Netflix, Hulu Plus, Amazon Prime, what have you. And we review them and then give, our, uh, give a grade at the end. Um, we just recorded an episode today that will go up on Friday. Uh, it is on uh, Carmen Sandiego, the new animated series on Netflix, and the final season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is also on Netflix. Um, we do have a small announcement. I kind of mentioned it in the pre-show, but, uh, Josh and I were trying to figure out how to do a discussion podcast where we just talk about shit and, um, uh, the, uh, um, The idea for the show is that we basically want people to send in questions. Sorry, I had a a massive brain fart. Yeah, I was like, what
1: happened then, man?" (laughs) man? I I buffered,
0: like my brain buffered (laughs) for a second. Uh, We want to do a discussion show where we just kind of riff and talk about whatever is on our mind, but also have people send in questions for us to answer, maybe opinions on some topics in the media. Um, But it's called uh, um, All Queued Up Uninhibited, which I really like because it's kind of a play off of... um, Unplugged MTVs unplugged. Um, so that's fun for me. Hey, that was a webpage. <laughs> uh, uh but yeah, so uh, so check that out. That's at all up or just search all up podcasts on Google and I'm sure you'll find something. But yeah, that's it. Awesome. And you
1: can follow me on Twitter at the effective you follow the work that we do at missionstarpodcast.com. Yes, we're still working again. that MissionStar.com address. Uh, we'll let you guys know how that goes, but hopefully, fingers crossed, it happens. Um, you can follow this uh, podcast on our website in the podcast section of our website, as well as on various podcast services, services including Spotify, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Radio Public, what have you. We're out there. You guys are listening somehow. Um, but uh, yeah, you can catch us. That and or if you want to catch the YouTube version, we upload... Each segment on our YouTube YouTube channel. Um, we do it every week. Starting, I want to say, what's today? Wednesday? Probably starting either tonight or... Probably tomorrow, Friday is when those videos are dish out. But, uh, yeah. Um, I got nothing else at the moment. But, uh... Yeah, it's going to do it for us. So, let me get the outro ready. Alright, guys. It's been fun. And, uh... I think it's time to say goodbye and, uh...